Welcome to the Business of Race podcast, where we examine issues of race and racism, how they impact businesses, and what employers can do to address those issues to make a more effective work environment for everyone. I'm your host, Regina Newkirk-Rucci, Director of Equity for 90Forward. And today I am joined in the conference room by my Sarah Kawanza Humphrey, <laughs> who is the Chief Human Resources Officer at Five Star Credit Union. So welcome to the conference room, Kawanza. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, I am just really excited for this conversation today. Um, but, you know, I think in the virtual space so many of us have had to live in for the past few years. I really do miss the office water cooler conversation. And so we always like to have a little bit of one of those before we get into uh, our agenda items. So uh, I know that you have a young son. do. And I know um, when I have nieces that are older now, but uh, a lot of working and trying to figure out birthday parties for them and sort of what to do and what, what should the idea be? And what, uh, so have you been to or had any really successful birthday parties that you would give some advice for parents who are trying to come up with some ideas? Yes. So I would say, uh, last year's birthday Mm -hmm. party was turning eight. Um, that one was, successful. So, so what you do? I um so I mentioned to you that um that my son and I moved to Jacksonville just uh just two years ago mm-hmm. now from Buffalo, New York. And uh, so of course we're both building a network down here. Right. And I think my son has done better than I have because we had this I'm thinking we'll just have a little, you know, small party at, at the house. Well my son had all of these children. <laughs> it's just like and really popular. Yeah, yeah, there were children from the neighborhood, his classroom. I'm like, oh, okay, he's done really well here. Um, but he thought it was just going to be like a cake and ice cream at mm-hmm. the house kind of a deal. Um, but I actually surprised him with um, a video game truck that I saw just, I was riding down the street one day in this video game truck rolled by him like, oh, hey, click, take a picture of it, call them up and they happen to be available. And um, one of the best things was watching all of the children come running out of the house and seeing this video game truck outside the house and loading up and playing in there. They had a, they had a, they had a great time my son's eyes were just like I thought they were gonna like pop out of his head when oh he that's died. fantastic yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome I wouldn't even even thought about that as a concept uh, or something that you could do I didn't know it existed <laughs> I was just <laughs> I literally I'm saw still it in, in the commute. Miss I'm, Pac-Man Galaga era say, so I played Atari oh there you go so. exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes Well, I tell you, um, and granted, this is some years ago, but I thought it was really ingenious. Um, I took my youngest niece to a birthday party. And so they had a science experiments birthday party. Right. So they had she'd taken trash bags and like cut them. And so they looked like little lab coats for all of the kids. 
and they I made know. slime. They made all of the like they made a bunch of stuff that like sort of foamed and went everywhere. All of the hits. All of the hits. <laughs> all of the things that would just be completely disgusting and gross. And then they had glitter because my niece had glitter everywhere for a while. But she was so excited. And, you know, it's like, ooh, and we learned something about science, too, which, yes. you know, that's the teacher in me. But I thought it was like, that's really to I, do a home party and to have all these sort of science experiments. And they they had made um, one of those foamy, squishy things and lots of stuff they could take with them. They said the slime was the biggest one and I, they could make it different colors. And that, that was one of the oh, things yes, that had glitter slime, in it. Always. Yeah. Always slime is just a, a hit. I, I don't know why, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> but they do love it. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm sure that all of the parents were happy after that birthday party. Yes. The slime coming home. Because I find slime like on my wall. <laughs> we we had to have some discussions about where where the things that we got from the party would go. Yes. Yes. That is a And I tried to put them up high <laughs> and hope that she forgot about them. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But I love the creativity yeah. and, and the educational aspect. You know, I, I think it's important that we we let our babies know that learning is fun. Yeah. And I and I think, you know, having those opportunities that are really memorable, um, you know, I still think about I remember one a birthday party where my mom made me a porcupine cake. Right? I, was, I don't know. I was probably eight, but I yeah, still remember that. Yeah, so creating yeah. those memories and just doing something fun yes. and letting the kids, uh, you know, have a good time, have a great memory, enjoy friends, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. build mm-hmm. those networks is what you like to call it. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. It's 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 so important. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it but is. you know, getting creative and because that's the other thing you're like, oh, and uh, you know, like Kim, who's the CEO, she's getting ready to have her fourth, and I'm like, oh, and you got to do a different party for all of them. You need some ideas. So, yes. Yes. so if that helps, yeah. please, right? Kim, take the idea. Yeah, right. There you go. Now you got video game and the science experiments right slime. there for you. Yes. And you can make yes. slime. Make slime. Hey, yes. She's got a couple of kids. I'd be excited about that. So she may need to just kind of divide that up a little bit. Slime yeah. for one party. Ready? You know, <laughs> the volcano for another, another party. party. Yes, yes. Divide that up, Kim. <laughs> Right. Just divide it up and then uh, ask everybody for sleep for a gift for your birthday. That's it. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Now we know what to do. Send Kim spot. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. All right. So we're going to move into our agenda topic for today. Okay. And I'm really so thrilled to have this conversation with you because you are in HR. Yes. Right. And so today's agenda topic is talking about creating a DEI culture mm-hmm. in an organization. Mm-hmm. And lots of times it starts in your wheelhouse. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, there's been so much talk about DEI. And I think that one of the challenges that we're currently facing is the fact that DEI isn't always done well. Yes. And when it isn't done well, employees can grow to resent it, um, can see it as this burden or this extra thing that we have to do for blah, blah, you know, that kind of response. Whereas in organizations where it is done really well, it's baked in, mm-hmm. 
People don't even really think about it to some extent. And it makes for a, a more productive or environment. Employees are happier. Yes. They stay longer. Yes. And so I think a lot of employers want that, right? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. So that means that you have to build that culture well. And so to get those kinds of results, sort of starting from the beginning, if I am brand new to the DEI space, yes. right? Um, I'm not aware that there's any major problems, but we aren't doing as much as we could do intentionally to ensure that, you know, that we've got the most diverse workforce that we can, um, that things are equitable, that people really feel included. I've just really been trying to focus on making sure people know what their jobs are. We've got people to do it and that they do them well. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to venture into this DEI thing. Yes. Yes. What are some things that, organizations really ought to be looking at or doing in that initial stage Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to create that kind of culture. Cause I know Vistar has a phenomenal culture. Um, And so you all obviously have done it successfully and you're, you're in the fruits of that. (laughs) Yes. Right. So for people starting off, what do you do? Yeah. So um, when I think back to Vistar's journey in this space, and we haven't been on the journey very long. I want to be very clear mm-hmm. about that. Um, you know, we, we took a look at it and said, you know, this needs to go in HR, right? Because HR is all about people and, and process. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're starting out on this journey, those are probably the two lenses that you really need to bring to the process. Mm-hmm. So, um, and let me be clear. I, like I said at the top, you know, I just came to the company two years ago. So our CEO, uh, started out on this journey. He's been with the company for for six years. We've been on a DEI journey now for about four years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it starts at the top, right? So um, number one, you have to have your your leadership on on board. And and like I said at the top, from the CEO to even advised our our board of directors are are even involved as as well. And we report out on a regular basis to our board on where we stand from a DEI perspective. Well and that's that's an important part I Absolutely. don't want to skip because I think we don't talk about that Absolutely. a lot now. And I don't know that you get more board-ish than mm-hmm. a big board. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Yes. So you're not, it's not just the CEO. The board has also has to be bought into this. This is a direction we're moving in. This is a value that we have as an organization. This is something we feel is important and is something that we should be looking at and have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, goals, metrics, et cetera, on Mm -hmm. regularly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So I, I just wanted to give that a little bit of extra light because I don't think we talk about that Absolutely. Pretty much at all. Absolutely. No. And, and, and you're absolutely right. And, you know, if you, if you want to go on this journey and you, and you want to do it right, as you, as you said, um, some companies can launch out and the employees um, can, can reject the process a bit because it seems, you know, a tad bit disingenuous, you mm-hmm. know, um, but if you want to hold yourselves accountable, like I said, you have to have that buy-in from from the from the top, and um, having the board buy-in really helps us to ensure that that we're holding ourselves accountable 
to to the work because it's it's important as you said you know we we believe happy people are are productive people mm-hmm. um we want to walk the walk and of of our purpose which is to do good and our core value to to lead by example so mm-hmm. um if you're going to do that you have to build it into to business practice and you'll even see um uh, work related to DEI inside of um, our company's strategic plan. So we're looking at that, examining it over a one-year process, and then also a one-year time period. Excuse me. Also out through where we where do we see ourselves in five years? Okay, I'm I'm going to make a note about the strategic plan because I want to come back to that because I think that's another important part um, of that. So you said people and processes; yes. those are the two things that sort of the the HR space, and those are the two things that you should start with. All right. So on the people side, what are the things that I should be doing or I should be looking at? So um, first thing we did was we we built a team. So we have um, a complete department that is dedicated to the work of DNI, but also keeping an eye on our culture and and making certain that um, employees of iStar have a sense of belonging and, and, and psychological safety. So um, that team, and this is getting also to the process, to the process side of it as well. Um, that team, the very first thing that they did was to build a policy. You know, we're a financial institution, right? So mm-hmm. we're big on our, we're big on our policies. Um, but the policy showed what, or, or demonstrates to us what we are going to do on a regular basis to build DEI into our, our business practice. So from a people perspective, it's important to recruit people that are um, passionate uh, about the work, mm-hmm. number, number one. Um, but then also to empower that team to, again, build processes that you can embed into your business operations. And, um, I, I think it's also Im- important. One of the things um, that that I did when I got on board was to um, name the leader of the department as a senior vice president, so that that individual um, had a title both within the company, but then also out in the community. That really says this is a high ranking official within within the company. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the the right, the space, the ability to speak on behalf of the company's efforts um, and also to give that that decision making and empowerment. Right. Ability. So mm-hmm. it's it's not only having the title um, that shows the weight mm-hmm. and the importance of the role, but it also puts you into some of those decision making conversations. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Where we the, talk about being considered. at the table, being at the table. Yes. You're at the table. Yes. You're, SVPs are at the table. You're, you, are, <laughs> you are at you are at the table. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So now I want to talk about switching over to processes a little bit. So you've got the people, you've got a team, you've got people who are really, really focused on um, what you're doing. Now you're saying that you you gave them power to really 
address the processes and into business operations. Mm -hmm. So I always say that because that's my number one thing. I'm like, if DEI is not embedded into the work you do, if it's not helping you meet your organizational goals, if it's this thing off to the side, it's never going to be successful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. But what are some of those processes? Because you mentioned the strategic plan. You talked about business units, right? What are some of the processes? Because maybe I am just thinking, well, I'm going to make sure that we hire a diverse staff and I'm going to make sure that we've got a couple of cultural luncheons and we've got um, some inclusion days. We celebrate a variety of holidays and um, we've got a little memo in the newsletter about stuff going on in the community, right? That's Mm -hmm. that some people's thought processes around what DEI entails, but you're saying something completely different. So what are you, what are, what goes into that process piece? Yes. Yes. So um, first working with um, the senior team in the organization and again, the the board of directors, I mentioned the strategic plan Mm -hmm. um, to ensure that um, DNI is embedded into the company's plans over the next several years. Right. Um, So I can, I can tell you that one of the things that every company's business plan is going to focus on is, is talent. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, from for us, we took a look and said, okay, we want to be certain that um, we have teams that mirror the communities that we're that we're in. Um, for us, our members are are the core of of our work at, at Vistar. So mm-hmm. we want to be certain that our employees um, reflect the communities that we're in so that when our members come in to do business with us, they feel seen and, and heard. Um, and when we think about um, diversity and inclusion, we're not just thinking about um, you've, you've heard of it. Um, the, those sort of those traits that you can see a, a, Above, you know, the iceberg or mm-hmm, the glacier, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're also looking below so that we can get to that that lived experience. So it's not just as, as race well. and gender, for instance. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Um, we want to be certain that we're getting lived experience as as well. And and certainly that comes across race and, and gender mm-hmm. as as well, right? Um, so really very excited about how the team, you know, went about that work. And as I talk about having a a team that is dedicated to DE&I, if you're going to embed this into your business operations, there has to be collaboration, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the team has worked with... Um, talent acquisition, um, our employee relations. We have um, HR business partners on on our teams and I'll touch on the HR business partners. Um, they have an agenda that they utilize to meet with leaders um, on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And um, they're going through uh, how does how does the work, how's how's everything going with you and your and your team? What are the what are the challenges? But then also what's the makeup? of of your team. Mm-hmm. Um our DNI team built a uh, a dashboard that shows um metrics of how what teams are composed of and our HR business partners can go into that dashboard inside of their meetings with leaders and and talk about the the numbers. Okay, so now you're getting to one of my favorite topics because I think this is also important, right? Yes. You're going to have to build 
into your plans a way of capturing data. Absolutely. Because if you don't have the metrics to know what your what your um, employee pool is, mm-hmm. who's coming in, who's coming out, mm-hmm. leaving, even looking at intersectionality, um, yes. if certain departments, because all departments are not created equal, right? No. And so yeah. one department might be great, but another department's really struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and then also being able to look at that in terms of levels of leadership. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, you know, um, I, I, I worked for a bank and <laughs> uh, mortgage, the mortgage department was not great as far as promoting women. They weren't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, marketing, fantastic, right? Um, yes. Commercial banking, great. But there was a challenge in mortgage. But if you were just looking at the organization as a whole, you wouldn't have seen it. You wouldn't. Yes. Right. Yes. So that that ability to be able to dissect the data, you've got to have the data and you've got to be able to dissect it to see where you may have some challenges Mm -hmm. in certain areas. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if and and on that point around data, if I can just add this and connect this to my point on collaboration, um, we are actually right now um, launching out on a journey with our advanced analytics team to help us slice and dice the data even even more to make it relevant uh, tell it to, t- you know, data tells a story, it right? Does. So to make certain that we are getting information through the data that tells a story to the leader that shows them how to build an effective workforce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really important to think about what is the story that mm-hmm. you need told? Mm-hmm. What information are you looking for? Yes. Um, where do you have challenges? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, absolutely. It, yeah. If you've got a, if you've got a problem with a, you've got a lot of people leaving. I was just going to say a trick <laughs> <laughs> because you may be able to recruit individuals in, but can you get them to to stay? Right. And um, I am not going to pretend for even one moment to be a data scientist, but I love their work and the things that they are able to do are just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as I said, as we're on this journey to help our leaders build a more effective workforce, this data can, can show trends and can help us get ahead of when someone may be getting ready to, to attrite so we can get behind, you know, what's, what's happening, what's their experience. And then, and then how can we dial them, how can we dial them in and, and stop this event from, from happening before right. we lose, before we lose top talent? Uh, last season, we had a guest on um, the podcast who was with, with Google and they had done the analytics, like oh, gosh, looking yeah. at, again, the intersectionality, right? Yes. So they were like looking at the race of employees, but then they were looking at race and gender. Then they were looking at race, gender, and age and looking at where they were in the life cycle mm-hmm. of the organization when people were leaving, right? Mm-hmm. So Asian women over the age of 50 were leaving at an, a really high rate. Wait a minute, what's happening? What's happening? And mm-hmm. uh, a really good data analytics team can assist you in sort of seeing things that you again, you wouldn't see just with the naked eye looking at your organization. Hey, we're doing well. Yes, yes, yes. And um, and the and the background of of the data science team as 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 well. They're they're coming to us and actually bringing forth 
you know, additional metrics or, or, or items that, that we can look at as an organization. So again, that's why I say the collaboration mm-hmm. is, is key. And if you want to embed it into business operations, you, you have to have that buy-in across all of the lines of business. Well, and I also think that lots of times, cause there are still people who really think about DEIs being the warm and fuzzy mm-hmm. and like, mm-hmm. we're serious. We're about making money. Absolutely. Right. But, but, <laughs> but the data will help I is about making money. It is about making money. <laughs> yes. This is your opportunity. It should definitely to, be about making money. It is. It's your opportunity to, again, you know, encourage thought leadership, um, to, to be more, be more creative and, and innovative. And, you know, I would say that one of the things that we pride ourselves in at at Vistar is, is innovation Mm -hmm. and, you know, how can we be new, better, different. And if you want to have a team like that, that, and a team that's also engaged, Mm -hmm. I will add, I will add that because we also know that engaged employees have higher productivity rates as, as well. So if you, if you want that, having a DE&I practice that's strong and again, embedded into your operations will get you to where you want to be from a profitability standpoint. So, and, and I'm not going to ask you for, um, a, a specific example at Vistar. But I also think sometimes people struggle with this concept of D&I, DE&I being embedded into business operations. Like they're, they're not the same, right? So for somebody who might be struggling with that, can you give a good example of how we might be looking at uh, a line of business as far as an operational goal that still has a DNI component or um, something embedded into it, as far as the the metrics or what we're trying to achieve, what we're trying to achieve. Um, so, you know, I, I I will say, you know, from the perspective of of Vistar, we are we are looking at we're looking at our our talent, and mm-hmm. we want to build strong. Teams. So with that, um, you know, tied to an HR process from a from a recruitment perspective, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're working with with talent acquisition to to ensure that um, we have always a pool of candidates mm-hmm. that are that are diverse, and um, we challenge the the team to say, you know, if you are constantly fishing in the same sea, you're going to catch the same type of fish. So, you know, casting a wider net, mm-hmm. um, you know, an operational practice that we have as well is um, doing panel inter- interviews for um, for positions, especially our our positions that are that are higher ranking, our assistant vice president, vice president, senior vice president positions. We really want to ensure that we're working to build a a diverse pool there, because again. Um, those are the leaders of the organization that are at the proverbial table, mm-hmm. right? And um, will will lead the credit union into into the future. Um, you know, other other decisions around um, these practices that we've that we've put in place is um, our DEI team came to us and said, you know, hey, um, from a recruitment standpoint on entry level positions. Um, We'd like to um, remove the 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 credit um, the credit the background the credit background mm, right mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the credit check um, that is something that um, you know a lot of you know a lot of institutions 
have that and you and you do need it it's required Mm -hmm. yes and 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 trust me for some positions it's a requirement based upon you know licensings or Mm -hmm. you know um positions that access you know but we've um we made a decision that where we could we we would we would drop the we would drop the requirement. Well, and I think that's something too, where really looking at some of the processes you've had in place. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things we do in corporate America that we do because we've always done them. Yes. Yes. Right? Our dress code. We, <laughs> and, and so you have a, you have a financial background as well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so you, so you, you know, but again, if you want to make, um, you know, employees feel welcome and, and and really that they can come into the office and be their authentic selves, yes. right? The um the the dress code and looking at even even that policy uh, mm-hmm. alone can be can be huge, can mm-hmm. be a, a, a major one, right? Dress code I think is one. Another one is college degrees. Oh yes, you don't need a college degree for every job. You 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 do you do not. And right. and one of the things that we did there was to to look at ex- experience, experience level and to and to add that and to add that in um because we we know that women and um and other individuals of um you know minorities we we just have this tendency to say if we don't meet Every single criteria on that. Oftentimes we don't even apply. (laughs) We won't, we won't apply, you know, whereas someone else may look at it and say, oh, I can do, I can do that. I can do other duties as assigned. Right. They apply. Right. Right. (laughs) And, And so you, you wind up some of the, some of the processes and requirements you have in place already sort of short circuit who you get in the door. You're going to get in. Yep. And the best employee that you have could be out there and never apply because of some of those things yes. that you could easily tweak. Yes. And and make that uh, a little bit wider entryway mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. folks in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, OK, so we talked about people and we talked about the processes. Uh, we also talked about data, which I think is huge. Um, but is there anything else for anybody who's really looking at DEI? Mm-hmm. We want to do this. Um, any words of wisdom or things that you would say that need to be on their radar yes. um, for things that might happen or come up or yes, process? Um if you are going to go out on this journey, um, you have to have, please, um, employee resource groups. Mm. Those employee resource groups at, at Vistar, we call them Vistar resource groups. So they're, they're VRGs. VRGs, okay. And the, the work that they do, I am so grateful for. And it's um, that's where I think that you can really look at you know, you can get after how do you create that sense of belonging, mm-hmm. right? And I, I know you, you know, you mentioned at the top, you know, uh, celebrations and, and, and the like. Um, our, our VRGs have really gone above and beyond to, to educate and to, um, to create these these networks, right? It's something else you mentioned at the top was um, was remote work, right? Mm-hmm. And the impact of remote mm-hmm. work. Um, being a part of um, an employee resource group 
gives an individual the opportunity to become visible to to senior management and to mm. um, to develop skills that they may not be able to develop in the particular position that they're in, mm-hmm. right? Um, but uh, it's that opportunity as well to to talk through um, topics that are important to 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 your community, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they have done, and then through participation, I should say, right? Um, they've educated others mm-hmm. uh, along the way. So I mean, they've built in. Um, I can think of a. Um, there was a session done by our um, Vi Pride and our. Um, our, we call it WAVE. It's our women's network. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a, um, a session on surviving abuse. They did it in, in partnership with um, Hubbard House. Mm-hmm. And they even brought in, talk about collaboration, our corporate security team to talk through um, with leaders. What are some of the signs that you may see when who, who could potentially be hurting? Right. Um, they've, They've brought in um, speakers, they've done book clubs, um, professional development, um, things that team, these team building opportunities, right? And the opportunity to invest in yourself as an employee Mm -hmm. that you just may not necessarily get out of your standard team meeting right Right. (laughs) so it's just it's 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 wonderful and it's a it's a great way to be able to um gain information and to and to 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 learn first firsthand. And I would I would add to that, I think ERGs, BRGs, VRGs um, <laughs> can be essential in an organization. I think if you again if you're at the beginning part of this, number one, mm-hmm. sort of allowing those to be sort of coming from both ends, right? It has to from come from the bottom and from the top. I think from the bottom, the the what the groups are, who do we need Mm-hmm. Why do we need to get together mm-hmm. from the top? You have the ability to come together. We want to hear from you and here's some funding to make sure that things can happen. Funding is critical. Yes. And, and we have, we have given, we've given funding. And the other thing that we've, that we've done and it's new to us this year is we've also, um, look to embed the work into the performance management process mm. as well by giving a portion of the rating to um, individuals that are active in the VRGs as well as their community involvement because community involvement is 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 really a critical portion of the Vistar culture sure. as as well. So instead of people um, feeling like, well, this is something extra that I'm doing, it's also an opportunity for them to impact what their overall performance has been right. for for the year. So it's adding it's well, adding that value. Well, I pay attention well. to what's on my my uh, performance uh, evaluation, right? So. That makes sense. If if it's going to be valued in the organization, it ought to show up in my evaluation. A- 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 absolutely, absolutely. And I encourage employees all the time to when you come when we come down to the performance review, this is your time for you to tell your story. Mm-hmm. And again, looking at you know women and minorities may tend not to tell the story, the full the full picture, not giving not giving themselves credit where credit is right. is due. Um, but that's important because at the end of the day, your performance review is going to have a direct impact on your merit 
increase, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. your merit increase is going to have direct impact on your family's right. bottom line and and your ability to build generational wealth. Right. So, you know, why not <laughs> include, include and I think, this work? And I think, and, and, and um, you said women and minorities, and I think that that often comes to issues of those groups have really been encouraged or dissuaded. It feels like bragging. Right? Yes. Yes. Like it's just, this is some stuff I need to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. akin to talking about me, but one of the things we're also building in those muscles and, and those resource groups can assist with that. Yes. And you have to be, <laughs> sometimes you have to be your own loudest cheerleader, but you, you definitely have to be willing to very clearly state who you are, what you've done, and how you are of value to the organization. If I can't make that case, then oftentimes, and I'm the best one to make it, I know what I do all the time, right? Yes. Um, yes. But then how am I going to get other people to see? Yes. How am I going to get other people to know? Because no one is going to have the whole story of what you've done Absolutely. except for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know you best. Mm-hmm. And the performance review and also the interview, that's your time to tell your story. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 All right. I, I've got so many more things that I want to talk about, but I'm going to try to be mindful of time. Okay. So um, as we wrap up, yes. we think about because we've covered a lot of ground today. Yeah. Um, but again, for or for people who are just thinking about this at the beginning of the journey, mm-hmm. um, if we had one big takeaway for them. What would you say if you'd have missed everything else we talked about? Focus on this. What would you say that is? Yeah. Um, having, having, having the policy and embedding it into your, into your strategic plan, because really I think that's the, the roadmap to make certain that you don't get lost Mm -hmm. along the way. Um, it's definitely, it's a journey and, Mm -hmm. and you have to be accepting of, of that. Um, there's no way that every organization can, can get it right all the time and, and that's okay. And I, in, in those cases, I would say, you know, fail fast, fail forward, but keep on going. Don't, don't stop with the work. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have those types of guardrails in place for yourself and, and ways to hold yourselves accountable to leadership and again, your board of directors, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's how you can really be certain that you're going to stay the course and, and, and get the work done. I would I would agree with that. And so I'm going to actually put my big takeaway with yours. I think you want to have it embedded in policy and you want to have that backed up by numbers. Absolutely. So having some data (laughs) um, to know what's happening in the organization, where you should be paying attention, where your policy should be focused. Yes. um, And truthfully, especially if we talked about going to the top, right? Mm -hmm. You're at the board of directors level. You need to be able to back up what you're saying. Absolutely. And Absolutely. data can really help you do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then that also helps you know, again, building an accountability, metrics, measurements, all of those things, setting goals, what's realistic, recognizing that this is a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. But what kind of ground do we need to cover in XYZ period of yes. time? Yes. Yes. And, and the data will help you do that. The policy will make sure that that gets done. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if I may, <laughs> um, the collaboration piece is, is key as well. You may have a business unit in house that can help you with that, with that data. So if there's concern around, um, 
bringing in a consultant and what those fees may be. You may not have to do that. Mm -hmm. You may have the talent right within your organization Mm -hmm. to help you get that data and to slice it the way that, that, that tells the story most effectively. And it may not even be in places that you would necessarily go. Absolutely. Why they ask, and especially if there is an additional bonus or incentive to do it, but you may also be able to give people an opportunity to share and shine in some places that they normally don't get to. Absolutely. And be excited about the work. Again, sort of building that culture that you're trying to, that culture of belonging. Yes. I feel a sense of belonging in places where I've invested, where I've put some work in, where I've got some energy um, and had some say so. So you never know because the analytical types and the data miners are a variety of places. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) But can really assist you with getting some things done. Absolutely. All right. Well, Kwanzaa, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us in the conference room today. I do hope that you will come back. I, I, I would love it. Thank you so much for, for having me. This has been this has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us today. We always want to encourage you to click that subscribe button as well as give us a thumbs up. Let us know that you like us so that we can help get this content out to more people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week in the conference room. Take care.